So today in the podcast, we're going to talk about the year 10 production of Box. And I'm lucky enough to have the superstar director in the studio with me. And by studio, I mean drama too. She's rolling her eyes. Kelly Bowers, I'm going to ask you questions about the exam specifications. And I'm going to get you to answer that as the director. Also, have a look at the weight clip, which has images. And we'll be talking about these images as well to give you some more ideas about what the play looked like, if you've forgotten. So, box. The first question I'm going to ask you about is, for me, one of the most noticeable things right at the beginning is that great big set made out of boxes. Tell me all about it. Well, the idea around that was boxes themselves are significant of the way that in society people are labelled and boxed up into tiny, neat packages so that other people can cope with them. They get sort of stereotypes, I guess you'd call them. So all of them being taped together was the idea of everyone in society being labelled and packaged up neatly. However, I wanted to significantly show that those labels are not neat at all, which is why the boxes were asymmetrical. They weren't perfect. They they were on an angle. They looked precarious. They didn't look balanced because no one actually fits neatly into a box. And that was the symbolic message behind the play. That's a lovely message. There are images of that because you need to be able to draw them. There's images on the wakelet as well. Another thing that I really liked about the set was the taped out boxes on the floor. Now, often the floor is a forgotten space in regards to sage sets. So tell me about the reasoning behind the taped, the squares. Were they like meter squares or... Uh, They were just a little over a metre, and the idea was that they were big enough for the actors to move in. They still created a confined space, and so at the very beginning of the performance, all the actors were within that confined space, and they were all present on stage. And that was to really indicate to the audience and reinforce that idea that we are almost caged in our boxes. You know, we are caged in our labels, whether we like it or not. We can choose to embrace them or we can choose to reject those labels. So that's what the grid on the floor was all about. I think the idea of the labels is important as well. We label ourselves, other people label us, and society labels us. So there's a lot going on there. So there's lots of areas of that box. Absolutely. There's one particular character, actually, that speaks who talks about her box being plain on the outside, but she's shiny on the inside. And actually, there was some ambiguity around how we did that. And she actually showed, she actually painted rainbows inside the box because her character was gay but wasn't out, hadn't come out. And um, so she was keeping that in. And, and I specifically put her close to the audience so that you couldn't, you could see the plain box that she was holding, but you couldn't see inside. So she was placed at the front, downstage on the left hand side of the stage. Which brings me really nicely, a beautiful segue, because the next thing I noticed that, especially in the beginning, every single actor had their own but different box. And so they had their own different prop. And so this obviously showed us things about their individual character, but they were all around the idea of a box. We had a pizza box. We had a A moving box, which was plain. There were so many boxes. Um, Were these chosen by the actors? Yeah, they were. And that was specifically so... My thinking around that was that they, the actors themselves had ownership and that they would really think through their character and their characterisation of their, 
role um, because those characters were also connected to later scenes. So that was the through line coming, you know, coming through the play is that they were, they were always referencing those boxes. The boxes themselves and the, and the script were labelled box one, box two, box three, but I asked students to really think through the symbolism of each box because that showed to the audience the particular stereotypal label that they had been given. Now, moving on, because we were talking about the set and the symbolism of the set, let's extract that to more technologies. I really liked the way that you chose to use lighting. One thing that really stood out to me was in connection with the grid on the floor, the lighting designers had barn doored off their profile lights to give you really hard square edge section of lights. And that gave wonderful contrast, but also really isolated the actors when they were in that. Um, Was that your intent? Yeah, it was. It was it was a, a combination of things. One was to isolate them and to when they had a monologue particularly, to make them within the stage feel or make the audience realise how sort of alone they were um, with their thoughts because those monologues were interior thoughts. Sometimes there was chorus around the outside but with the light only being on those particular actors it focused the attention of the audience so that was a key goal. Uh, often those lights were cold in colour, so that sort of went with that hard edge and that idea of the feeling that you get when you are judged, that it is you are spotlighted, that you are singled out, and a lot of people don't like that, so enhance that. It also helped to direct the audience in using the different spaces on the stage as well, so that it gave us a sense of society. It's not all in one particular place. It's also a nice focal point, wasn't it? Because Absolutely. it showed us exactly where we needed to look and what was happening. Yeah. And you referenced the idea of colour and the cold colour coming mm. through, and that links quite nicely to the use of the costuming as well, because mm-hmm. there was a lot of symbolism in regards to the colour palette that you used with the costumes and with the light. So there was uh, an end scene actually where we used three massive pools of light and they were all differently coloured. And the idea about that being it was the interior thoughts that people feel about how they're judged on stage. And then we also, with the chorus work, we had some characters that in the middle of it felt bullied. These characters were peace, calm, still and ease. I asked them to all wear shades of blue and that idea of being the stillness, the kind of observers in, uh, at school or any community where everything around them was turmoil and, and chaos and crowd, they had that calm blue stillness within them. So that's symbolic of a piece. And that contrasted with a scene before that, which was kind of like almost a circus-like scene to do with rumours, rumours and then drama, the drama that comes when people spread those rumours. And those um, those actors were wearing shades of red, red being a hot colour, the colour of passion, the colour of anger, yeah, and of strong emotion. So that was a contrast. And, and then, I like how those characters, so the blue characters were peace and calm and still, still and, and, ease. The, and ease, and the red characters were rumour and drama. drama. 
Yeah, and then we um, the the final group that we had for chorus was they were all wearing shades of green, and they were called hoax, whisper, and tattle. And the idea around that is that basic colour symbolism of jealousy, green being jealousy. Green with envy. Yeah, with envy, exactly. So those sorts of, that idea of spreading rumours, of being jealous um, about people, that motivation, which is often you do see in the school, school grounds, but also in wider society. And the rest of the characters were in stage blacks? Yeah, stage blacks, and that the the purpose of that is so they could move between characters because they were multi-rolling, but also to show the idea that a lot of us, you know, go with the flow. We're a, we're sheep. We all wear the same. And the last thing I'm going to ask you about is the use of drama conventions and contrast. I'm going to connect them together. I'm going to ask you to talk about the drama convention of chorus, not only chorus of voice, but chorus of movement, and how you contrasted that in your directing with the solo work, with the monologues, with those people in their tight little light boxes. Tell us about what that symbolised, why you did it, what you wanted the audience to see from that. I guess the key thing was that the when some of the actors and the roles were doing their interior monologue, so they were singular on stage for example Daniel and he had a couple of roles they were really reflective moments where they were revealing something and so that harsh edge light and the stillness of movement contrasted with the chorus work where everybody came on stage there was lots of movement and again with that character of I think it was Patrick he just finished his his um, monologue and threw up his box and then the noise came, so there was sound of wind, and there was fast movement by the chorus actors who came in as if the wind was blowing them. And so they were all moving fast and furiously across the stage in different levels, blowing and blustering um, across. There was another moment of contrast, again similarly, where peace, still, ease and calm were up on boxes or in a still moment and they were speaking, no one else was speaking, but they were whirling around the stage in a circle, almost like a hurricane of movement, pestering and hassling uh, the others. So that chorus of movement was really powerful to show, I guess, the pressures of society on those on individuals. That's really was the idea of the contrast. It's awesome. Thank you for your time. Um, I hope that helped you. And the link to the Wakelet will be in the show notes, which has some exemplar exam answers on box and images as well, which go along with the things that we talked about. Okay, get studying.